When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. TFA fam, what is going on? Hope you all won some chips this season. The content train is going to keep it rolling, and we're going to take a way too early look at the 2022 running back rankings. Let's just dive right into it. Make sure you guys hit that subscribe and that like button. Like I said, the content is definitely not stopping here at the Fantasy Authority. Kev, your RB1s for 2022, you have Jonathan Taylor at one, Austin Eckler at two, Christian McCaffrey Dalvin Cook, Derrick Henry, Joe Mixon, Alvin Kamara, Javante, Your Bay, Williams, Najee Harris, DeAndre Swift, Nick Chubb, and Antonio Gibson at 12. We have the same top three with JT Eckler and CMC. I have Mixon at four, Dalvin Cook at five, Alvin Kamara, Nick Chubb, Najee Harris, Derrick Henry at nine, DeAndre Swift, Antonio Gibson, and Saquon Barkley at 12 for me. So, Kev, give me some some quick thoughts where your head is at with these RB1 rankings as we end the 2021 season and look ahead to 2022. I think the the, the biggest question mark people are going to have this upcoming year is going to be for Christian McCaffrey. I think we see him fall in ADP because people are just going to want to stay, stay away from him. He's only played, I think it's like five or six games since 2019. He's missed so much time. And I get it. But the thing is, every game that he's played, he's, he's continues to produce at an elite Smashes. level. Like, he just smashes every time that he plays. It's just, can he stay healthy? And I get it. But I also think that's going to create a lot of value for him this year. If he ends up falling and you can get him, you know, 8th, ninth, 10th overall or something like that, I'm going to yep. take that all day because it's like, if, if the man can stay healthy, we know what you know what his upside is, and he's still young. Uh, the other one, you know, people are going to talk about Derrick Henry. We'll see about Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry, people talk about Derrick Henry, and I'm not going to go on a long rant because, I, I, you know, that's what we did all last year, <laughs> but I'm not going to do it. I said I'm not going to do it. I have a five. I feel comfortable having him there. But – you know, he still had 219 carries this year in only eight games. Like, that is an incredibly amount of usage, right? And he's, he's 28 years old, just turned 28. And so, I don't know. Um, that's all I'm going to say about him. But, you know, like I said, uh, I he's proven and proven time and time again that he's an absolute freak. But uh, in full PPR, I'm always going to be a little bit lower on him than everybody else. But Javante Williams is the one guy that uh, – the first guy I really want to hit on. Listen, Javante, Javante Bay, whatever you want to call him, he is he is fantastic this year. He was surprisingly finished as the RB15, uh, you know, not too far off of an RB1. And he was kind of consistent this year, uh, four RB1 weeks, two RB2 weeks, four RB3 weeks. So for somebody that you drafted in like the sixth, fifth or sixth round in 2021, he provided you with some pretty consistent fantasy production throughout the entire year. He never took over like we were hoping him for. We don't have to worry about that. Melvin Gordon, God. 20 and 2022 uh he is a free agent i don't think they bring anybody else in they could possibly bring in a veteran i don't see it um it doesn't make any sense to me they invested really high heavy draft capital to acquire him in the second round of the 2021 draft uh and so i think he is going to be absolutely be the man and the great thing about him is he has proven that he is also a solid pass catching running back as well 300 receiving yards this year uh, average three, uh, almost 3.2 targets per game, 857 rushing yards and seven touchdowns and average 12.3 fantasy points per game. 
this year. Absolutely electric. He was first at avoided tackles per attempt. Absolutely love Javante for next year. I, I RB7 feel completely comfortable taking him there if, that, if that's where he ends up at ADP. I think he's going to be an RB1 next year. I think people are going to be taking him in the first round. I think you absolutely should. The guy is an absolute monster, and I think that he could be has a real shot as a, a solid top five running back next year. Uh, Antonio Gibson's the next guy I want to hit on really quickly. So for him, you know, this year, he, very up and down, dealt with some injuries, you know, had the shin issue, but, you know, was able to kind of make it through most of the year. He did miss the last week of the season, uh, week, uh, week 17 with uh, on COVID, but he still played 63% of the snaps, averaged about 16 carries per game, three and a half targets per game, over uh, 1,200 uh, total yards, nine touchdowns, 13.8 fantasy points per game. He was fifth in evaded tackles. But he was also 18th in juke rate as well. But the one positive for him next year is, guess what? We don't have to worry about J.D. McKissick, boys, because J.D. McKissick is a free agent after uh, in, in 2022, so he will be gone. I absolutely think that they are going to commit to him to be the RB1, the guy we waited, because we kind of saw it uh, over the second half of the season once J.D. McKissick got placed on IR. They started to really utilize him as a pass catcher. It was the one thing that I never really understood with him, why they nope. would. This was a former wide receiver. In college, so why would you not utilize him as a pass catcher? But it started to really change over the second half of the season, where you know the first half of the season from week one to week eleven, the, he only saw uh, more than five targets once. Other than that, it was like two, three. But week twelve to week sixteen, which JD McKissick went down seven, six, two, seven, and four targets over that span, and that's really where you saw him explode, where he had. Three of the last five games were RB1 weeks. So on Antonio Gibson, absolutely love him uh, this year. I think, and this was on an offense that was pretty pretty terrible for most of the year, right? Yeah. Had no quarterback. They're going to be another team that's desperate for a quarterback. I think they figure something out there. They're definitely going to make an upgrade over Taylor Heineke this year. And so Antonio Gibson, I think he's a solid RB1 next year. Yeah, absolutely. That's where I have him ranked as well. Just a couple guys that I want to touch on first. And, you know, I, we can't go on this show and not talk about Austin Eckler. I was very happy to see that you also had him at two. I don't, he's obviously not going to sustain his touchdown rate, right? 18 touchdowns this year. He had 25 in all of his seasons combined coming into this year. But what I do think, though, is he only had 100 plus scrimmage yards in half of his games this year. And he was only 13th in opportunity share as well. So I think there's room for him you know, through efficiency, through some more touches to be able to offset some of those uh, touchdown concerns as well. He was also, I think, maybe eighth in red zone touches. And I don't think that's really going to change because we're expecting this offense to kind of keep going on in pace. If you guys haven't checked out the quarterback ranking show, uh, we were both very high on Justin Herbert going into 2022 as well. Joe Mixon, Love to see it. RB3 on the year and half PPR scoring. Obviously, you know, with injuries to guys like McCaffrey and Derrick Henry, that allowed him to probably rise up a little bit more than where he would have been. But I, the thing that makes me most excited about him going into next year is we have to imagine they finally invest in the offensive line, right? Like they're, they're set everywhere else on offense. That offensive line needs to be taken care of. Joe Burrow's leading the, leagues in, leading the league in sacks. Uh, as we head into week 18, I don't think he's going to get caught either. And the Bengals do have, as we stand today, the fifth most projected cap space going into next year, which is kind of you know crazy to think about with that, that young nucleus they already have. And then also having that much room in cap space as well. So let's go ahead and look over at the RB2 rankings for the uh, the early look here. Kicking things off, Kev, you have Cam Akers, your boy, at 13, followed by Aaron Jones, Saquon Barkley, 
Elijah Mitchell, love seeing you having him up there. Josh Jacobs, J.K. Dobbins, Ezekiel Elliott, David Montgomery, Michael Carter, Miles Sanders, James Robinson, the guy that you refused to let go, and Leonard Fournette at 24. For me, I have playoff Lenny at 13. Javante Williams, David Montgomery, Cam Akers, Miles Sanders, J.K. Dobbins, Elijah Mitchell, Josh Jacobs, Aaron Jones, Zeke at 22, Michael Carter, and the guy that I can't let go, Clyde Edwards Lair at 24. Kev, same thing, uh, just uh, some quick thoughts, you know, just overarching thoughts on these RB2 guys for 2022. Yeah, I think so. When it comes to some of these guys that I have here, uh, one, uh, thank goodness we're going to get to see Cam Akers post this injury. I mean, the fact that he's already back, what is it, five months removed from this uh, from this major injury that usually takes guys a year to come back from, he's back in five months. So, you know, and he's been practicing in full the entire time, but we're going to get to see him up close, you know, kind of what he looks like. And if he looks like the same guy, you know, I could, I'm going to have him as an RB1. Okay. Yeah. Like That's... I absolutely love Cam Akers, but we, we, we know Sean McVay absolutely hates Daryl Henderson. Uh, he just never seems to want to commit to him whatsoever. He has been hurt a lot as well, but Daryl Henderson has one more year left on his deal. Sonny Michelle will be a free agent uh, a- after this year. And then, but Cam Akers, I think he steps right back and he's going to take over this backfield. It's probably not going to happen in the playoffs coming back from injury unless he just yeah. looks absolutely electric, you know, coming back. I don't think it's going to happen. I think, but in 2022, we can definitely project that. And this team's going to look very similar than what it did last year. And so absolutely love Cam Akers in 2022. Saquon Barkley is going to be a tough one for me because I, you know, it, it pained me, pained me not to have him as an RB1. But right now I need to see one of two things. Either A, he gets traded somewhere. They, they picked up his fifth year option. So he, he possibly could be available if they decided there's been a lot of speculation that possibly the Giants could look to move him. If he goes to a good spot, Back up to RB1, you go, baby. Like, a lot of people have looked at him this year and talked about him that he's, he's washed, he's not the same guy, blah, 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 blah. It's not the truth. You look at some of his efficiency numbers, those have been there. Uh, he's 19th in juke rate on the year, 24th in yards created per touch. The problem is he's playing behind, arguably, the worst offense in the entire league. This offense was so bad all year. It didn't matter who the quarterback was. Daniel Jones, Mike Glennon. Jake Fromm. It was just one level of bad to the next, right? And so you cannot expect somebody that literally every single time he would take a handoff, there were three defenders in the backfield ready to tackle him at all times. And so I think some of it is just a little overblown. But if he can go to another team or if the Giants can bring in somebody like Russell Wilson and they spend a lot of money to invest in this offense, I think this offense could completely change and it's one that we absolutely love Saquon in if they can improve this offensive line. But the biggest thing I think, if they can trade him and move him to a contender, a team with a great offense, offense a great offensive line it's wheels back up for Saquon Barkley I know a lot of people are going to want to hear that everybody loves burying Saquon and talk about how bad he is I think I think that is ridiculous it's just not true put some context behind it the other guys just really quickly J.K. Dobbins I think you know he could be a solid player next year he's gonna have an entire year to recover I think we kind of seen him look to stick a little bit more with one guy this year if they can do that with J.K. Dobbins so there's a couple guys here that I could definitely have higher David Montgomery Michael Carter and Miles Sanders are the three that I really wanted to get higher, but it's just tough because, you know, because of the guys I have ahead of him. But the one I wanted to hit on is Leonard Fournette. We have the biggest discrepancy. I'm at 24, you have at 13. <laughs> the reason for the discrepancy is one, he's a free agent after this year. I don't know where he wants. Yes. 
I have no idea where he's is he going to go back to Tampa? Is he not? He's also 27, uh, going into his age 27 season next year. It's a little bit older for a running back. And so, but if he goes to a different spot, I mean, this could definitely change him. So I have him lower strictly because I don't know where he's going to land next year because he is a free agent. So that's why I have him that far down. And also, I don't have Clyde Edwards Hilaire because I don't think they're going to bring – I think they are going to bring in another running back. I think Clyde Edwards-Hilaire's day are done as a starting running back in Kansas City. He's just done nothing with the opportunities that have been given him. It doesn't seem like they really trust him on third downs. And so I don't think he – it's possible he could be the starting running back this year, but they're definitely bringing somebody in, whether that's through the draft or free agency. You just had to end with that stake in my heart, didn't you? But yeah, on, on the Leonard Fournette thing, I kind of went. The reason why, the only reason why I have him there is because I kind of went into a thought of like I could see him coming back. Obviously, if he doesn't go back to Tampa Bay, he's dropping probably outside of RB two for me, honestly. But the way I was looking at it is, you know, if Brady comes back, if they, you know, that offensive line is young, they're completely set there. They're still going to have Evans, Chris Godwin. You know, we still have to see what happens with him. But Fournette was RB seven in half PPR points per game this year. And I'm not sure, you know, again, assuming that Fournette is back, I don't know that they address running back in the draft. They're going to have a lot of needs that they need to address defensively at all levels of, uh, of their defense. You know, they have a lot of pieces on that defensive line. They're getting old. Levante David, I think, just turned 31 or so. Uh, he saw, his, I think, another year left on his contract, but they got to do something about that. And their secondary has been very up and down. I think with, you know, some of the needs they could be looking at, you know, Fournette, I think, only had like a $3 million deal this year. I could see something similar again for what you were saying, you know, 27, 28 years old. So that's the only reason why I have him up there. Elijah Mitchell, we've never seen the Shanny offense really invest heavily at running back. And I think that trend continues with Eli here. Should be the top, the top guy next year. Would love to see him with Trey Lance in that offense. I think Josh Jacobs is once again going to be, you know, some great RB2 value back-to-back years. I don't think a lot of people are going to be excited about him, but the dude has been super consistent despite a completely inconsistent offense. He only has three games this year outside of RB2 uh, scoring in half PPR. Josh Jacobs is someone who I'm going to be eyeing up. You know, if we end up going kind of that anchor RB approach, he's going to be the guy that I think I'll be targeting you know, in that fourth, fifth round, probably where he's going to end up in drafts going into 2022. Yeah, I definitely agree. I mean, I think there's 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 going to be so much turnaround that we have to really figure out for, for, for next year to kind of figure things out. And, you know, Elijah Mitchell, and I think a lot of people I've already kind of seen the conversations on Twitter about, oh, he is next, you know, in 2022, he is going to be the James Robinson where everybody jumps off. Um, they're going to draft somebody else. They're going to bring somebody else in. Like, why? Like, why would you think that they're going to do that? One, they just they, they spit tra- on Trey Sermon. What a third round pick? Or was that a second round pick? I, I, can't I think remember. they moved I think up in the third. Yeah, for for Trey Sermon and Trey Sermon looks dead. I was never on Trey Sermon. That is one thing that I wish I would have held my ground on with Trey <laughs> Sermon and not believe in because I was never in on Trey Sermon the entire process. But regardless of that, Elijah Mitchell continues to be the lead back. Like continues. He came back from the injury, and I honestly did not think that he was going to be the lead back in Week 17 and get as many touches as he did. 21 fucking carries in, in week 17, 60% of the snaps, 21 PPR points. So listen, Elijah Mitchell's not going anywhere, boys and girls. We can, we can get off that. Who cares that he's a six-round pick? He's look, he's looked great this year. If he can stay healthy, Elijah Mitchell's season is going to be here. And so 
you know, I could end up probably, he's a guy that I could have a little higher. Michael Carter, love him. I think he's going to be the absolute unquestioned lead back next year. If they can improve that offensive line, they're another team that's going to have a lot of cap space to be able to spend uh, high draft high draft picks, I should say. Thanks, Seattle, uh, for, for the high picks that the, the Jets are going to have next year. That's all we got to talk about with these guys. Look, there's going to be a lot of more time for us to be able to dig in more, really go into, de- into detail about a lot more of these guys. We just kind of want to have like a little bit of an overarching theme, kind of look at some of these guys, reflect, and kind of project what we can think could happen next year. There's so much stuff's going to change. Draft, free agency. But we're going to be here to cover all that, have all the content for you guys, a ton of NFL draft coverage coming. Let's keep it locked in here. I appreciate everybody checking it out. Hit that like and subscribe button for future content. We will catch you on the next one. Peace. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.